Are you looking for a podcast about teachers making TikTok a wholesome place? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you today? Wonderful and fantastic. How are you? If I could take work out of the equation, Mm. very, very good. Yeah, I had today off, so I'm like flying high. (laughs) Yeah, you put that back in there and I'm like, feel gross. Yeah, it's not great. (sighs) Say la vie. Say la work. Well, we got a leg up on everybody else. We did. Because I think I think we were the only ones fan enough to even consider it you think so (laughs) i think so i mean but also like who really wants to go to the theater in this day and age still i do i still find it i do too but like sometimes i'm like dude people are gross in the theaters (laughs) honestly the guy next to me though like had the wettest cough when we left i was like i need to test when we get home (laughs) yeah disgusting i called somebody on the phone the other day and i like felt the droplets hit my face through the phone gross it was nasty and i was like that means you're working (laughs) and you are like this you know what i mean like that's not good i wonder how long it's gonna be before i hear somebody cough and i don't reflexively think i'm going to die (laughs) yeah oh every time i hear somebody cough i go yeah "Mm." i have zero Mm. tolerance i'm like no we're not we're not coughing in public spaces i get mad at myself when i cough like even if i like choke on my own spit or something i'm just like damn it you're 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 gonna make people think it's awful here (laughs) you're better than this button it up (laughs) Yeah, I'm just never going to cough again. No. Ever. So. <laughs> but anyway. We both went to Glass Onion Ooh. on Black Friday. That's how we celebrated. Yeah, yeah. Because I sure didn't buy anything. Like, on the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, because I, cause I bought technically Black Friday things. And I know I you bought too. some Black Friday things. but I did. We didn't go somewhere, like, for the day. No. I shit, let you know. retail people sleep in that day they need to did you know that best buy was like the only store really participating really for like opening like that man and this newscaster was like interviewing some of the people and they were like why are you guys out here camping and they were like yeah we're not really here for the deals because there's really nothing great like 15 percent off's not a lot they they were like it's just it's just the vibes it's fun (sighs) they just think it's fun what the fuck? To do that. And I was like, mm, no, it's not. No, it's not fun for the employees. That's I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Mid- midnight releases are fun because you get like a group of people that are excited for that item or that yes. thing. And then you get to go indulge in it right after. On Black or Friday. A just, sale yeah. is good if it's 40% off. You're, yeah. You're starting to get to a good sale. But the lowest thing I saw for Black Friday was... 20 percent maybe yeah black friday deals at most they're not doing shit anymore like the so our tv got busted so we ended up buying a new tv this year just like it happened to happen around black friday and we got the tv the week before because best buy did early deals yeah and then on black friday our tv was a hundred dollars less and i was like god damn it (laughs) but but they'll give you that money back will they yeah you just gotta like let them know oh shit okay no, yeah, like, if you buy anything from Best Buy and, like, it changes price within, I think, like, two to three weeks, they'll, like, give you that money. Well, fuck, we got to get on that. So, yeah. 
So yeah, you gotta like, I guess, find the clipping or something and like go, hey, it was this. I paid this, and they'll be like, here's a hundred bucks. Okay. Oh yeah, they're very nice like that. They're Good. cool. But yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so we went to see Glass Onion, yes. which is, I guess, you call it Knives Out too. Yeah, it's like the latest edition of Knives Out. So that's it's, the thing. Knives Out is the brand. Yeah. So this is and a, then a Knives different Out names. story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you're gonna call it like the Hardy Boys. In the tale of this. Now it's a Knives Out story. Tale of the Glass Onion. You yes. Know? Uh, I guess ratings up front. Okay. Are we going to like spoil this? I would say no. Because it's hitting Netflix like at Christmas time. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it right away. Okay. Ratings though. Nine and a half out of ten. What's what's Knives Out? Ten out of ten. Eleven out of ten. <laughs> okay. Beyond perfection. Okay. I'll go a nine. Potentially 8.5. Okay. I mean... I'll tell you why, and it's not spoiler related, but like, did I love it still? Yeah, I did. Ah, of course we loved it. It's a knife out story. <laughs> but it was fine yeah. as as like a comparison piece, you know? Yeah, if we're comparing it to the original, like, of course, the original, I think, because it was such a thing of its own, like it was, yeah. it was out of left field. Nobody expected Knives Out. That made it perfection. This one, yeah. to follow up to that. I didn't go in expecting, like, this is going to blow me away like Knives Out did. I went in expecting, I'm going to have a really good time and see a fun mystery. And I did. Okay. Do you know what would have bumped it up to, like, 9.9 for me? Getting rid of that one character who was pointless? No. Okay. (laughs) All I needed was the tiniest callback to Marta. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's fucking Skyping with celebrities and shit. Like, where's his just, like... Just wanted to check in with you, Marta. Yeah. And you get just like a quick touch. That was a big... Maybe that case means nothing to him because it's just another case, you know? But I like, don't think so. Because, I mean, he did care for Marta. And yeah. he did say, like, we'll stay in touch, right? Like, that was a part of the movie, I feel. I'm Yeah. So I just... No, I don't even need her face. I mean, that would have been lovely. But, like, maybe he just even mentions her, like... Yeah, I mean, he was living with a person and he could have been like, hey, you know, I talked to Marta the other day and life's still good. And that family's broke as fuck. And I'd be like, <laughs> I am happy. You yeah. know, like any type of callback to the first would have done wonders for me. That's all I really wanted. Yeah. Was some type of tie together in the tiniest way. Who and was, I got none of that. And it made me sad. Who was uh, he living with? Are we intended to think that's his partner? Or is that just like a friend? I really think that is his partner i love that for him i okay so mildest of spoilers pretty sure daniel craig's detective person mm-hmm. just can't think of his name right now benoit blanc pretty sure he's gay and i kind of got that vibe in part one but like the first thing when you type in benoit blanc is benoit blanc gay i mean i think that's pretty definitive now oh, yeah it's confirmed yeah dude He's playing fucking Among Us <laughs> with with fucking Angela that. Lansbury and Stephen Soundheim. Like, See, I wish that's Marta had as been... gay as it gets, man. <laughs> I wish Marta had been playing uh, with, not Knives Out, fucking... Yes. Yeah, I wish she'd been um, playing with yeah. him. Like, something like that, you know? Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I mean, I totally got the vibe <laughs> in part one. Sorry, this headline says Knives Out blocks out. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful uh we're gonna link that one or just like 
or just like take a take a screenshot of that headline because that's oh my god that's funny (laughs) okay so yeah the only reason i kind of like this movie as much as i do is him yeah the cast of characters for this movie thoroughly forgettable yeah they did not stand up to the originals like tell me if this is too harsh feeling this felt like a netflix movie yeah instead of like a theatrical movie i can Does see that, that. Make sense yeah it, it felt i don't want to say lower budget because it felt higher budget maybe that that's it actually it felt higher budget like that's what taylor said to me <laughs> just tonight because i was like they had a netflix budget instead of like a theater one and she goes but wasn't that the point of part one it was made for so ridiculously cheap and i was like was it and maybe that's the difference maybe because i was like well, maybe they wasted their budget on the glass onion <laughs> and just couldn't do much else, you know? Yeah. I mean, the sets for this movie were incredible. Yes. I I will give it that. I did enjoy it. But my other question. So it was, it felt like a Netflix movie. And here's mm-hmm. my other thing for you. Is it just me? Or like, can you always just pick out who the person is in both of these movies? Because I did that on both of them. I was misled. I was actively trying to find the killer. And there's like some misdirection that they do in the scenes I think is intentional because yeah, like in the scene where the person dies, there's people like that bump into each other and everyone is obviously distracted by one character. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's the killer. It wasn't the killer. (laughs) But so my thing with them is I picked the person in both, but my motives, I, I can't ever know the motive, but like mm. I knew who in both. And yeah. I was like, did you know in both? In the first like, one? Like, were you pretty sure in both? In the first one, yes. In this one, okay. I was not surprised, but I was like, oh, okay. Okay, so roughly halfway through for both of these movies, I kind of gathered it. Yeah. Because I was like, that feels easy. So it shouldn't be them. And then I would try to like not think it was them, but it always wound up being the easy one. And I was like, I don't like that. I still thought they were like entertaining. And the way this mystery unfolded at the end when he's doing his, here's how I know that was entertaining for me. Well, those scenes are great. Yeah. (laughs) Every time those scenes are great, but like it was still good, but I, maybe it is just because Knives Out is a fucking Titan. Yeah. Like you can't beat it. That movie will forever just be top of the tops it's hard to get out of the shadow yes you know knives out is fucking knives out that movie's phenomenal i mean yeah. we watched it the day we went to see it really uh-huh. we watched it right before and i was like you forget how good no i don't care if you've seen that movie a thousand times when you go to watch it again you go fuck i forgot this movie's this good <laughs> like it's, it's always so good. so good yeah every time i do not think i would think that with this one hmm again so it's still good but i'm gonna go with a nine solid nine that's still great yeah but like meh it's absolutely worth seeing though like if you guys oh as soon as it hits netflix go yeah please watch it immediately it was yeah so funny a good time that's what i like about these movies is that they're when do you get to go to a movie and have fun like no this is not the most enthralling mystery i've ever seen not by a long shot but damn it, I don't have this much fun in most movies. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I it's loved it. It's a fun movie. Was yes, your theater a good, a good vibe too? No. Uh, our theater was 
fun. Like everyone was like Nobody laughing was at the there. appropriate points, and everyone was like, "I think nope. that's the killer." Like there was a person actively, yes, trying nice. to deduce shit. <laughs> and then at the end, people applauded. I was like, "Wow, movies still do that." We did get applause, and I was sitting there like, "Where's Marta?" <laughs> and I was still grumpy, <laughs> but like, yeah, we did get applause, but nothing in the meantime. Mm. It's usually me and Taylor because Taylor, <laughs> Taylor let out some like, ah, oh, damn, like at some parts. Yeah. <laughs> and like the people are like, is she vocalizing right now? Like, is she? All right. I'm we like all to about... have fun like that, man. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I'm all about the community experience when you go to the theater, like being able to react aloud and have the same experience as the other people there. If I could think of a movie that's going to be that big again, mm-hmm. I know that you won't know what's happening or care but i'm gonna take you to a marvel opening night oh my god where it where it should matter yeah i mean that's only happened in two of them so far out of the 22 24 of them two movies have done something big so it's so it's not like i can just take you to the next one and it's gonna rock your socks with the with the crowd right yeah no certain ones will do it and so far there's been two So hopefully one day it'll happen again and I can be like, I know this one's going to do it. We got to go. Yeah, I would so love to have go to like vibe. an end game type of movie where I go in and I don't know a fucking thing about any of these goddamn characters. And you but... can watch everybody cry and you yes. go, what fucking weirdos? I'm not going to go watch Ugh. the movie. I'm going to go watch the crowd. I'm going to get one seat at the front of the theater facing away from the screen. <laughs> but dude, though, like the Spider-Man shit, though. We all knew it was coming, but and we still lost our minds, man. Yeah. It was amazing. But anyway, Glass Onion checks out. Yimtope approved. Definitely yes. watch when that hits Netflix close to Christmas. Can we crack this thing open in honor of Rianne Johnson? Uh, yeah. You know what? He did solid. Cheers. He did solid. I'm proud of him because you got to be kind of brave to be like, I made like a fucking classic and I'm going to try to keep you enticed still. Yeah. Like I'm honestly shocked that he wasn't just one and done with this one because it was such a Titan. Mm-hmm. He could have just been like, that's it and walked away. But he's like, no, let's do it again. I mean, as long as they're fun, I'll always keep going. I hope they do books. I would love <laughs> books. Okay. Or a, like a TV serial where he does like little mini mysteries, like half hour yeah. things. I, fuck it, I, I want that. I want Benoit Blanc in my life. You know, a lot of movie people are doing their first, like, TV roles lately. Yeah. So, like, Daniel Craig, I mean, he just retired just from Bond. He's free. He's got the time. I'm saying, man, he can start doing passion projects. Hell yeah. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe style. You know? Some, like, weird-ass Swiss Army Knife movies. So, actually, the same weekend, I saw another movie. What'd you see? I'm not going to go, like, too much into it. Kay. I just wanted to tell you about it because it's it's heavy because it's like a real movie mm. uh so we saw devotion my dad wanted to see planes and i was like cool let's go watch some planes fly <laughs> okay uh it's about <clears throat> i think like the korean war is about to start uh-huh and if you watch this trailer there's one black pilot amongst all the white pilots right so you're like yeah. oh this is like a big time like guy doesn't like him because he's black but then they become friends and like we've seen this movie right right not at all oh white dude's cool with this guy the whole movie okay it's just it's it's more about this guy and how hard it is just to exist 
as a black man in a profession. Oh. So, like, at one point, something happens, and he's like, you got a demerit put on my record. Mm -hmm. And he's all like, well, I just told him what happened in the mission. And he's like, yeah, but a slap on the wrist for you is not the same as a slap on the wrist for me. Yeah. And he's all like, I'll fix it. So he gets all the people to revise the statement. And then he goes, I did this for you. And he's like, what did this cost you? What did this paper cost you? Nothing. You haven't done anything for me. And he's all like, dude, I'm trying to fix this. I'm sorry. And he's like, when you were in training and you had to do the swim class thing, how'd that go? You just, you got in the pool, you got out. Cool. Nobody could believe that a black man could swim. So I had to do it 10 times. They oh put weights in my suit. They held me down. They sprayed Jesus me with Christ. the hose as I got out of the pool. I do not get the same treatment that you get. And you need to understand that when you do that to me, that is going to take way longer to get past than, than you. Yeah. So it's really not like a prejudice movie. In the sense of like, uh-oh, we're segregated, but can they be friends, right? Yeah. The white dude wants to be his friend from the get-go, but he just doesn't understand that life is different between the two of them. Okay. So that mm. was a interesting take on it, and it was a very good movie. Yeah, that sounds like a... I didn't get that from the trailer. <laughs> I know. I was getting standard classic, like, remember the Titans vibes. Like, uh-oh, yeah. black kids are on the football team. We'll, we'll never be friends. Oh we're actually just people we are cool together <laughs> yeah that same story we've seen a million times right that was not this movie in any way okay but i'm spoiling it because this movie is a true story and it's just hard to think about okay i'm so mad because at the end of that movie uh so the black dude is married and has a has a daughter okay and so you know the whole thing is he's got to come home to his wife and family of course he doesn't, mm, right? Sad. He doesn't even die from anything happening. That's what I hated the most. He doesn't get shot down. Nothing crazy happens. His plane malfunctions. It leaks oil, and he just mm -hmm. has to land it somewhere. But in the landing, he gets trapped by the wreckage, and they can never get him loose. Ugh, horrible. Like, like it's just a normal circumstance. Like, nothing crazy happened to this man. Yeah. He just got the short end of that fucking stick. And that pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted him to die a more fiery death. <laughs> but like, well, like, if he was going to die. You wanted it to I have, know that, like, honor and meaning and something. Well, yeah, because I know that it's a true story. I mean, yeah. you can't change how he died, you know. Right. But, um, so he has to land the plane. And they're all, like, circling around to make sure that he gets out. But he never gets out. Mm. So his white friend crashes his plane. And does a crash landing to go be with him. And that's a true part of the story. Like to die with him? Well, no, to like get him out. But oh, like you can't okay. just land the plane. They were in the mountains of Korea. So you kind of have to crash it. <gasps> Fuck. Right? So he crashes his plane to help get him out. And he can never get him loose. That's sad. And he dies there. And the planes that they were flying were brand new. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't let Korean people know about them. So they had to scuttle them. What is that? So that's where you destroy something so nobody else can use it later. Okay. So they fly a mission to go blow up and bomb his plane and his friend's plane so that <laughs> the Koreans can't learn what these planes are all about and how they operate. So they've blown him up as well, which okay. is awful. Yeah. But here's the worst part, and this is why it has really fucked me up. 
at the end of the movie, because you know I hate it when they show pictures and they do all that shit, right? Oh, yeah. This all happened in Korea. The pilot's name was Jesse Brown. Okay. His friend was Tom Hudner. When Tom Hudner comes home, him and Jesse Brown's wife stayed friends all the way until they died. Oh. Right? And for the last 50 years, they have been petitioning to be able to go back to Korea and retrieve his remains and bring him home. Wow. They they both died in 2013. And they have never been able to bring him home. So now his son and Jesse Brown's granddaughter, their friends and other groups have started like activity to try to get him back. He's still in fucking Korea from like 1950 something. That's incredible. And he's never come home. And there's people. There are people out there fighting to bring this guy that's been dead for like 60 years home still. Man. That's mind blowing. That's a fucking legacy right there and i'm fucking pissed off that they haven't gotten him home yet like let's go get him yeah (laughs) well tom hudner went to korea apparently but there was like a really bad snowstorm Mm. so kim jong-il or whatever had said come back when the weather's better and we can make this happen for you guys and then he never got to go back and they just have never retrieved him still oh my god he gave him a literal rain check yeah that sucks and I'm sitting there like, can you imagine like a family member of yours has gone down and hit like people know this guy's name and there's people, people you don't know fighting to get him back to this country for you. Yeah, that's, that's wild to me. So while the movie was really nothing special, it was that ending that I was like, that's still happening. Yeah. And that kind of blew me away. I was like, holy fuck. This sucks. <laughs> Damn, I don't feel good. <laughs> that made the movie really good. Other than that, it was just, you know, it was, it was fine. Okay. It's your standard, like, Navy recruitment film, just like a Top Gun, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was good, though. It was very good. I'm glad you had a good time. Or a bad time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you I don't know. I don't fucking know. I did. Okay. Do you want to hear about another movie? Oh, okay. That I'm... S- so fucking excited to tell you about i thought it was a game no let's go okay i'm ready there is this movie and i can't believe you haven't heard of it i've told okay. you don't dare google <laughs> uh, my hand i have a hand on a dr Keep pepper and hand on my belly frame, sir. just like okay look i'm just gonna rub my belly thor style and just drink a pepper <laughs> okay okay so this movie okay is called goncharov okay it is from 1973. Okay. And it has suddenly captivated the internet out of fucking nowhere. Okay. So it's this like kind of... Oh, sorry. Here. No, show me your hands. <laughs> it's this kind of lost movie. It's a Martin Scorsese movie. So you'd think people would know it, right? Okay. Yeah. And it's got famous fucking people in it. Like it stars Robert De Niro. He plays a lead whose name is Lo Straniero or Goncharov is his like code name. So... Okay. It's about the Italian mafia and it takes place in Naples. So, okay. The tagline itself is the greatest mafia movie ever made. How do people not know about this movie? It's it stars famous people. Yeah, cuz we would think The Godfather. Yeah, right? Like so people are of course confusing it with The Godfather. It's it's not that, but I just want to show you some of the things about this movie. So there there's this cool poster that you know we love a painted poster here at Yimtope. Okay. Are you sharing screen or I'm about to. 
There we go. Okay. okay. So. All right. Blowing it up. This is Goncharov. Okay. Never seen that poster in my life. But it's a pretty poster, right? Like, it's nicely painted. Oh, it's yeah. It's got the, like, I love it. Russian onion domes in the background there. And fucking Robert De Niro's awesome, dude. Look yeah. Him. Look at him. Look at him. So, it's got all these famous people. It's got... Uh, Gene Sybil. Hackman. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> what? Harvey Cartel? What? Yeah. But I knew that was Al Pacino. Okay. Famous fucking people. So, it's okay. got Sybil Shepard, who stars as Katya, who is Goncharov's wife. Um, Harvey Cartel okay. plays his, like, kind of comrade sort of thing. His name is Andre. Okay. Um, Sophia Loren, she plays a character named also Sophia. Okay. And then there's this like minor character whose name is Ice Pick Joe. He's I love fa- it. He's fascinating. He's got like, okay, so this movie, the themes okay. about this is movie. Is he fascinating because you've watched it or just because you know a lot about this now? I know a lot about this now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of just like really cool themes in this movie. It plays with a lot of stuff that you didn't get to see in the 70s. So there's like... okay some real homoerotic vibes happening in here like okay there's a whole love triangle situation between um andre and katya and goncharov and it's about kind of whether you're going to leave your legacy in the mafia because his family is mafia so like do you leave your legacy in the mafia or do you leave and do your own life stand for your own thing and make your own legacy yeah okay it's just like deep shit and so there's like love triangles and a lot of like gay pairings. So well, you said homoerotic stuff. So I was like, okay. Yes. So you named two dudes and a lady in the love triangle. But if the right. two dudes love each other and the lady loves one dude, that's not a triangle. Well, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's something different. I don't know what shape that makes. But then also, Sophia and Katya kind of like have some scenes together. There's like a scene in this. Oh, so we just got a trapezoid, man. We got It's a whole trapezoid. There's a scene okay. in a fruit market where they're like talking about apples in this way that like makes me feel things. So Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of good shit out there right now and it has just captivated the hearts of people online. So there's people making a lot of good fan posters and fan content. So okay. we have this um this poster. This is the original poster, the Goncharov with the bullet holes and everything. I like it. And then we have this one. Which is like... Oh, very nice. There's some really just iconic scenes from this movie. Okay. And and just fucking themes that come up over and over again that people are really taking to different levels. So, like, he's got these footprints in the snow and, like, the fucking mafia gun is over top of him. And he's staring down into this pool of, like, this mixture of blood and ice kind of contemplating his own reflection and shit. Yeah, I know. There's like a clock in the blood. There is like a clock a in the newspaper blood. Newspaper or something. Clocks, There's like a lot going on in there. Clocks show up in this over and over and over again. Like it's a, it's a big motif. Okay. I love this. This is Katya and Sophia. And I just love their relationship. Like, are they besties? Okay. Are they enemies? Are they lovers? What is this? It's a very like art deco. This is another one with a clock. Ooh. Time is up, Goncharov. Okay. He's got like the puppet strings on his hands because who's controlling him? Is it his own destiny? Is it his family? There's this one, which is perhaps my favorite. This like tall grandfather clock in the back. Okay. And then I'm. So this here is Goncharov in the center. And then we have his wife, Katya. And then that on the side is uh, Harvey Keitel's character. Okay. But like, who's this guy in the background with all the fucking knives and the silhouettes and shit? It's just good, man. Okay. I'm I'm in love with how the internet has come up with stuff in this. So um, it turns out 
that Martin Scorsese didn't actually direct this movie. Okay. It has kind of, it's been like a, a subject of contention. So it was actually, a, if you scroll up, let me go back to the original poster. It is Martin Scorsese presents Goncharov. It's a film by this guy, yeah. and that would be the director. Yes. So this guy, his name is Matteo JWHJ0715. Okay. Bit of an odd name, I know. So um, his mother was Italian, and his father was a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, a license plate maker or something, but they no, just stopped and was like, plate. oh, he's just, he's just a plate. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, I don't know at what point you're going to figure this out. This movie isn't fucking real, Robert. Oh, okay. It's not a real movie. <laughs> this is... Well, I thought you were going to pull like a whole Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas thing, because that's <laughs> not made by him, but everyone thinks oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Okay. So this whole thing came about because... Okay, so it's this is a, like a Tumblr thing. Okay. Somebody posted a, a pair of fucking boots on Tumblr in 2020, in August of 2020, these random boots that instead of having a brand name on the tongue, they have this like random label for a movie that doesn't oh my exist. God. <laughs> it's just, okay. It just says Martin Scorsese presents Goncharov and has all this information on it about the Naples mafia and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, that happened in 2020. And just recently, for whatever reason, it fucking took off. Like somebody made this. Somebody found that post again and was like, oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> somebody found that <laughs> post and they created this poster. And then it has completely, like I said, captivated the Internet. There is there's articles on Wikipedia about it. There there's fucking score. People are writing score for this movie. Yeah, I've never heard of this thing. It's I've seen nothing about it on anything. Fascinating. It has got a hold on me. I can't stop reading about it. Like there's literally an entire Wikipedia page about the the fan created plot of this movie because there is a plot and there are motifs and there are characters and okay. scenes that people are just mentally like people will refer to something like in passing, like, oh, my favorite scene is the one at the Apple market with Katya and Sophia. And then somebody will comment yeah. and be like, yeah, that was a really homo scene. <laughs> and like, what? And now it's become a movie. Now it's become a movie. In like everyone's mind. Yes. So there's a lot of people that were kind of incepted into thinking like, oh, this movie actually happened and they thought it was real. Okay. And so somebody recently interviewed Martin Scorsese and... Oh my They're God. like, have, have you seen Goncharov? And he was like, I made that movie years ago. <laughs> so like, he's in on the I was joke. about to say, he is like, <laughs> he's like one of the most down to earth, like hip dudes. He would totally know this meme and play into that shit. Yeah. It's one of the most fascinating things. Like I am so glad that I have been here to witness its inception and that I can follow it <laughs> now. It's just, it's this creative collaborative effort between the entirety of Tumblr and the fact that it like leaked out into other social medias and people were being like, why is Tumblr obsessed with this weird movie from 1973 that nobody has seen? It's just the coolest thing. I'm so excited about it. And if you guys have more Goncharov content, please share it with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, you would find it because you were a Tumblr person. I am a Tumblr person. And are a Tumblr person. actively on Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been on Tumblr in like, 10 years yeah. probably it's 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 been a minute it's my favorite social media because you get shit like that there like that doesn't happen in other places see i could never find anything like that my tumblr is just well 
Actually, I would find it because my Tumblr is gay. <laughs> so I would get this movie probably. The beauty of Tumblr is that you curate your own experience. So if your Tumblr is gay, Robert, it says something about you. Just saying. And we'll both sip straight into an ad break with that All one. right. <laughs> Have you heard of That Cartoon Podcast? Join us while we deep dive on some artistic wonders and even a few blunders. In our second season, we take you through the shows that made all us 90 kids who we are. From Angry Beavers and Rocco's Modern Life to Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls, we've got you covered. You can listen every other Friday on your favorite podcast app. Find us at That Cartoon Podcast. So I've been playing Gran Turismo 7, but when you like beat a certain challenge, they'll be like, okay, here's like a raffle ticket. So you turn in the ticket, you do the raffle, which is like a little random loot boxy kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it will be like five different items. It's usually like three things of money, a brand new car, or maybe like a part for the car, right? Okay. So there's five things. I've gotten the lowest item every single time. Oh my God. I've done... Th- 30 what raffles so far probably and you're getting the lowest more. one every time every single time i was gonna say that's bad luck but that sounds mm. like more than just bad luck so i googled it and everybody's like yeah i don't even pay attention because i know it's gonna be the lowest one. Oh my god like everybody knows that it's rigged and it's a broken system that they that give you this sucks. raffle but it always goes to the lowest one and then it says, you can always top off at the PlayStation store. Oh, my God. So, like, it's designed to make you feel bad and then go buy money. That's predatory. It's really bad. I fucking hate it, dude. Every video game is doing this right now. <laughs> All right, guys, if you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble, you can get that full bonus episode. Go over to patreon.com slash YMB T-O-A-P. All right, don't forget it. You can sign up to be a patron, low tier of just a meager $2. You can get in the secret Discord and chit-chat with us all the time. You don't have to wait until Monday to engage with us, man. You can talk to us Monday through Sunday, all day, every day. Memes and all kinds of stuff. We've been sharing trailers galore lately. Fucking Cocaine Bear trailer just came out. It did. (laughs) Got dropping it up. (laughs) Dude, Cocaine Bear has nothing on Goncharov, okay? (laughs) Like... Totally different vibes. My new favorite movie. But you can come hang out with us and talk to us all the time. We love it. And then you can go up a little bit to get uh, like the pre-ramble, the little bit that you just heard, or the top one where we go over all kinds of stuff. We're gonna we're gonna start doing themes yes. for our Patreon reviews oh, that we so do. I'm so excited for the themes, you guys. <clears throat> so what? I think we were thinking quarterly. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do like quarterly themes. So. You know, if you're like, man, I really want to get into this type of thing for like a solid three months, you know? Yeah. Sign up to be that patron and come check those out once a month because, I mean, they're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be good. Our patrons have just selected the first theme of 2023 for us. Would you guys like to hear it? <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Can you handle it? handle it? Do you know where you are right, right now? <laughs> Mindfuck movies. <laughs> Not movies with a twist. No. We have debated this many, many times because yes. we're like... These movies are twists, and we don't consider those the same. These are movies that leave you going, what the fuck? Who am I? <laughs> like, you got to not be right in the mind when these movies are over. Yes. That's the kind of movie we're looking for. We're not looking for The Sixth Sense. We're looking for Mother. Yeah. Like, I was not okay in the head when Mother ended. No. 
Sixth Sense, I was like, let's watch that again. That was great. I love that movie. So, yeah, if you want to come check those out, because we've got more themes planned for the rest of the year, uh, you can sign up to be that one. But if you don't want to do any of that, but you're like, I want to wrap them somehow, go on over to the Yimto Peril store. That link is in our show notes, and you can get some Yimtope gear to put on your bod. It's getting very cold right now. Mm-hmm. And those hoodies and sweatshirts we have, super warm, super soft, and super awesome. I keep you right. So go check those out. And with that, we just want to say thank you again to all you supporters, all you people listening, just all of you. You're all amazing. You're all beautiful, and we love all of you. And with that, let's get back to that regularly scheduled content. All right. I know you just heard in the ad break about our pre-ramble stuff. Well, if you signed up for the pre-ramble, you'd know I was talking about a different game uh, that I bought for Black Friday Mm -hmm. in that pre-ramble. But I'm going to talk about a different game right now. Okay. So that game pissed me off with its, you know, shady looting box stuff, right? Yes. Kind of, yeah. And I was like, man, I want to, like, play something. God of War is a little heavy still. Yeah. I'm letting it sit and marinate. I don't want to sit in there for 40 more hours. So I was like, where can I go? And I was like, oh, you, well, you know what? I didn't beat Ghost yet. I'm going to go jump back into Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima? That game's fucking good, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I started it up again and was like, why did I quit playing this? And I know something. I think I stopped to get ready for God of War. Yeah. Because it said I last played it around August or something. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I was probably getting ready. Can I just say, this is the first time I have seen you wear a not a God of War shirt for the last, like, mm, <laughs> six weeks. Well, we... We've kind of put an end cap to God of War between the two of us, yeah. so I feel like it's it's good to move on now. Yes. Yeah, I actually changed the shirt before I came Thank in. Thank you. So I was getting concerned for the integrity of the armpits in those shirts. Yeah. Like you gotta wash them. I do wash okay. them, and I just don't wear a shirt until I pull them back out of the wash. <laughs> so yeah, back into Ghost of Tsushima, and that's so much fucking game because I I've been playing it quite a bit lately, and I just got done with Act One. Mm. And then there's all the time I played it when I talked about it before on the show. Yeah. So I was like, dude, what the? F- there's too much. Too much game. game. But it's really good, man. It's a good game. I'm like really digging it. And I know I know we have some people that listen to the show that couldn't get into it. Yeah. And I get it because if you don't like Assassin's Creed, I don't think you can like this game. Because no. it's still very like it's a big world. Go from place to place to do a mission or just get a collectible. Like you're kind of just doing check check marks on the map yeah i mean that's all it is i kind of dig that style of game just i just go from place to place and keep doing whatever's next and then eventually the map is complete and i go okay the end you know yeah and of course i'm doing all the side shit before i do the story so this game feels like the story is taking forever okay but really it's because i've done you know a hundred side stories in between what is happening in the main thing you it know it seems so much like skyrim i mean kind of and i'm surprised i don't i think that game is because there was too much side stuff Mm. like it's all side stuff that game exists inside content yeah whereas like other games you get like a good bit of side stuff and then your main stuff right you know i mean god of war even had like a lot of side stuff and some of the side stuff was better than the real game man after like, there's some good shit on the side stuff. After listening to your review for it, because we have already recorded that, it hasn't come out yet as of the time you're hearing this, but it will be coming out very yeah. soon. Um, but yeah, after hearing about your take on God of War, the side stuff did sound very appealing this time around. There's one 
I'll tell you guys about this one just because it was neat. And it was early on. There's a whole side thing about... So Mimir had captured like a whale okay. for Odin. And it's just chained in this bay. Sad. And you come back to that bay and the whale is still there. So he's oh. like, oh shit, like... I kind of just hope this thing would have died by by now because... <laughs> like eternal Shamu. Yeah, because like, how sad is this? He's like, we have to free him before we can go. Yeah. So there's a whole side mission about freeing the thing. And it's all about being in bondage or in service to people. Because Kratos is like, I was, you know, under bondage of Ares and stuff. And I'll never be under someone's thumb like that again. And then Mimir's like, and I was trapped in a tree and he had to cut off my head. <laughs> being in prison sucks. Yeah. And so you do all the stuff, you free the whale, and it doesn't go anywhere. I hate that. And Mimir has you, like, drive the boat up next to him, and he's, like, yelling at him to leave. And yeah. Kratos is like, you know, sometimes when you're imprisoned, you get used to the prison. That's so sad. So he's that. probably not going to go anywhere, and it never does. That's so. one of my least favorite tropes. <laughs> when you, like, try to set something free and it doesn't go, like, that hurts my, <laughs> my heart. Yeah. And this whale is awesome he's fucking cool looking but he's been there for like several hundred years and so he doesn't know any better now and that's his life yeah it sucks dude and then mamir feels even worse because kratos like why'd you even capture this thing and he's like oil Uh. he's like what and he's like the fat from the whale makes good oil for lanterns and stuff and he's like so you have imprisoned this thing for life so that Odin could have lanterns. And he's like, God. look, dude, I really don't want to talk about it. Can we just free this thing? <laughs> Jesus. That's like one of the more heavy side missions. It's like the first one. It's very good. Good Lord. But Ghost, I don't know, name drop him. Ferdin. This game's good. Fucking <laughs> try this game. I think that's why maybe he doesn't like it because Skyrim is like his game. Yeah. But Skyrim is like whatever you want it to be. Right. Do you want to be swords? Do you want to be magic? Do you want to be bow and arrows? Like, what do you want? And this game is like, you're a samurai. I mean, you have a sword. That's what you use Mm. only. So I guess it could feel limiting compared to like a Skyrim, you know? Yeah. But man, it's good. I'm enjoying that game again. I'm glad. I think I'm going to try to stick with it and beat it before I do anything else. Because I've been tempted to buy more like late Black Friday games. I'm like, I can't beat ghost <laughs> leave me alone i gotta play ghost i gotta do this so ghost is good again i just you ever like step away from a thing and then you come back and be like why did i not keep doing that that's a yeah that's amazing that's fun that's a mood i mean kelsey knows because she's the one that bought me uncharted for the first time <laughs> and i was like this game blows <laughs> like it's boring <laughs> and i put it away for like six months yeah and now like it's one of my favorite franchises like yeah sometimes it doesn't hit the first time you know you might like this because you're you're an artsy person i heard this the other day so this guy was talking about reading books Mm -hmm. and he was like we've been preconditioned to finish a book when you start a book and i mean there's some validity to finish what you start and blah 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 but he's like if you read a book and you're not liking it Stop reading it because one, (laughs) you're wasting your time because you're doing something you don't enjoy. Yeah. And two, if you come back to it and then you're into it, that means you weren't ready for that book. Mm. That book will speak to you when you're ready for it. Okay. And I was like, you can do that with a lot of stuff. There's probably movies that I've seen that was like, I don't like this. And now I'm ready for it. And then it hits different, you know? Yeah. 
art art comes to you when you need that art. Yeah, it always for sure. seems to be the way it works. Yeah, and I just thought that was a good little philosophy moment for the day. I like that. Speaking of philosophy <laughs> and art, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, I have been playing Pentiment for a couple of weeks now. Yes, we beat it. Okay. I have not felt this way about a game in so long. <laughs> okay. This, okay, so when we finished this game, like, it was one of those games where you just kind of, like, I don't know, sit back and you're, like, sad that it's over but glad that it happened, but you want to play it again, but you don't want to play it again because you just had that really good experience and you don't want to have to yeah, go through it all over again. It, I had, there's a hole in my heart. Pentiment was so fucking good. It's one of the best visual novels I have ever played. Okay. I haven't felt this way post a visual novel since probably like Professor Layton one. Okay. Like at the end of that story, I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at the end of this story, I was like, I didn't see half of that coming. Because like the whole thing, it is a mystery. It's a murder mystery. Yeah. You spend the whole game like searching for uh, a murderer who throughout time has been harassing the citizens of this town, like over the course of several decades, not to get into spoiler territory, but there is a long time. Can I ask this about it from last time? Yes. You said that you'd pick the person and you were like, I don't know if you can pick the right person at the beginning. Do you know that answer? I do know that answer. Can you find the person early on? I don't want to tell you. (laughs) Like, I know you're not going to play it, but like, um, maybe you would play it. I don't know. It's as far as visual novels go, this one was so engaging. Like it has little mini games, but it's just like spin the yarn, cut the cookies. It's very yeah. simple and it's not gameplay intensive. It's just about like going around, talking to people, gathering information and making decisions on who to investigate based on the information the town gives you. Yeah. And it just the town itself is a character in the game. See, that's what I need to be engaged. Like, I know that I don't really care for the visual novels, but usually it's just two people on the screen and you just press a button to move forward. But like, yeah, what you showed me of this game is I'm still in this world that entices me infinitely more. Yeah. Like you are walking around investigating people like you don't have a linear story to follow. Like, it's just who do you want to talk to and what information do you want from them? Do I have like a medieval soundtrack in the background keeping me company as I walk around? There's no soundtrack, which is fascinating. Oh, that's weird. It is weird, but like it's it's good because it there is a soundtrack. There's like score that plays in very important moments and it has like little stingers that play when you speak to key characters. And because the score is so sparse, it is extremely effective. Yeah. They put the score in where it is needed and only where it is needed. Okay. The sound design for this game is incredible. Like when you're walking around, your feet are like slapping through mud and grass and shit and you're hearing crickets, you're hearing forest noises. There's... See, I'm cool with that. They put so... Make me feel alive in it, you know? Yeah, you feel like you're in the town. Yeah. At the end of this game, dude, I was so sad that I had to leave the town. I was so (laughs) sad. (laughs) Yeah. This game affected me. I want to play it again just because there are a lot of different ways your story can end depending on what happens. But 
my god what what a beautiful game like i don't even i don't want to spoil anything for anyone if you are at all interested in mystery or just the concept of being a peasant in a medieval town in bavaria please go play this game this for me is one of my top 10 games probably of all time like it's it impacted me the story hit me in such a way that i'm still just like oh (laughs) i I don't want to oversell it but it 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 hit me in my soul and richard i just sat there on the couch after it ended and after the credits had rolled and everything we were both just like god that that happened (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one then yeah so so basically what you're saying is i need an xbox finally like that's my excuse i think that's your excuse because <laughs> i will not do game pass on the computer it's just never gonna happen okay <laughs> like but if i could go sit in bed sit on the couch and indulge in that game yeah i would like i would want to be in surround sound with that so i can hear like people chitter chattering behind yeah. me and all that kind of, like that's where there's i like, would want to indulge you know little chickens that walk around there's people hitting irons yeah. with hammers and stuff like it's See, just, I want to be in that, yeah. but I need that setting, you know? Right. And I'm not going to get that right here. Yeah. I think <sighs> I think you would enjoy this game. One. The story, like, even if you just watch a, a Let's Play on on the internet, I think it's worth seeing this one through. It tickled my brain. I could do that. The only thing that I don't like about this game is the fact that it came out in such a time that it's going to be kind of forgotten by the time next year's Game Awards rolls around. <laughs> See... I'm wondering, hey, guess what? What? Xbox was sold out at Best Buy over Black Friday, but it's uh-huh. at to cart. Ooh. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. You could do it. I do. Uh, I do want one. How much are Xboxes right now anyway? 500 Oof. Standard price. <laughs> but $28 a month on the Best Buy credit card. My God. <laughs> Interest free. You're telling me I can't afford $20 a month? $28 a month. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm giving you permission. I'm not the one who needs to give you permission, though. I'll ask later. <laughs> I'll ask later. It does say high demand product, though. This is yeah. expected to sell out quickly to improve Immediately. your odds by now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, no shit, guys. <laughs> to improve your odds, buy it. Shipping is not available. So what? It's only available <laughs> around me? What does that mean? I'm doing something bad right now, and oh this God. is taking away from the show. <laughs> let's let's keep going. It it says I'm in line. You're in line. I don't know what that means. Purchase an Xbox right now. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna see what happens. So anyway, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, hey, speaking of game of the year, yeah, it's Game Awards time. It is Game Awards time. Yes. Um, are you, you are you feeling it? I mean, I'm not feeling. A I'm whole not lot feeling it this year. year. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few good games that I was excited for this year. Not a whole lot of them made the Game Awards. Oh, no. So Callisto Protocol that you've been kind of excited yeah. for me to be excited for. Yes. I mean, that is coming out tomorrow. So it's already out by the time you guys are listening to the show. Shit. That is legitimately too late for Game Awards. Like, Game Awards happen six days after that game comes out yeah right? that means it has to wait until next year to even be looked at right. so i know the feeling and somebody leaked a review today because they're not releasing reviews until the day it comes out uh-huh which i've discussed what that means you know what that means right it means it's not that great it means it's not that great 
one news source accidentally leaked their review early. Okay. And it's like a perfect review. What? So this game might be so good. They're just thinking they don't even need to drop the reviews for it. They know it's good. Shit. All right. So it might be like phenomenal. (laughs) And it's the same kind of deal. Like Pentiment has this like vibe and this feeling and we're, and it's going to wane because we got to wait till next year to be excited about it again. I know. And I hate that. And then this game's going to be the same way. I bet it's going to be phenomenal, but we'll forget, you know, probably. I hope not though. Because you said something about the sound for Pentiment, and I would like to see it show up in a sound thing for like audio design in that way. Yes, I would too. I think it's a perfect candidate for it. Yeah. But, but onto the games that did make the cut. Yes. So we're not betting on every single category this year no. because in years past that has been an entire show. This year we're pairing it back. We chose, what, 12 of our favorite categories? Yes, 12. Now, one of them is a brand new category that has not existed before. Should we start with that one? And I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't feel like making a bet this year. Okay. Because I have nothing for you. Usually we're trying to like, what's something we want the other person to get into, right? Right. Dude, you've watched Full Metal now. Like... (laughs) I don't know what else I can bring to this table. I'm good, man. Like, I don't know what I'm sitting there like, what can I get Kelsey to bite on like that, you know? Yeah. So I don't have anything. I also have nothing at this point in time because usually it's like I get to control the next game that we stream or whatever. But like, we're not really focusing on streaming anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. Um, if you guys want to get in on making the wager for us, perhaps... We'll be open to hear your suggestions. Oh, you're open to that power. I mean. (laughs) That's a lot of power. I'm not saying I'm going to watch all the fucking Lord of the Rings movies. Ismail, I'm not going to fucking do it. But if somebody out there has a suggestion, we'll hear it. I mainly just want to see what you guys are going to pick. Yeah. But, but, but. But. Ismail even admitted to just picking like, like the lead horse. Not even what he wanted. Sticking with him. I don't want to know what you think will win. I want to know what you guys want to win. Okay. What do you think deserves it? And I want to know the reasons. Like, Stray is on here a lot, by the way. It is. It so got like, six nominations. Six. That's more than, like, some other huge name games. Like, it's the fourth highest nominee one. Yeah. That's wild. It is. And while it's up for so much, I don't think it can win anything. Like, I don't think it has the chops. I disagree. It, it ain't got the chops, man. All right. I think it's it's a preference thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's like I've discussed, like, what is the best versus your favorite. That game yeah. was phenomenal. I had a great yeah. time. And I'm intrigued by the wildness of what they took with it. Like, let's just let you be a cat. Yeah. It's a great idea. It is. But a game like that is not going to fucking wow the gaming world in some profound way. You know what I mean? It's still going to be cool. It did have like a a cultural moment, I think, within the gaming community. I think that... Well, yeah. I don't know. People... There's been some people... You posted a TikTok in our secret Discord about this dude that was incensed that Stray would even be thought of for Game of Year. And, I mean, it's a compelling narrative... It's got good gameplay, solid gameplay. It has a beautiful scene, just like the 
the vibe of Stray, gorgeous as fuck. How could you yeah. not love it? The characters are fascinating. There's dialogue in there, like the little dialogue that you do get from the robots that literally moved me to tears. <laughs> How could you not say that it is at least deserving of a look at Game of the Year? I mean, I didn't really play a lot of games this year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty slim year and that's how it got in there. Ugh. I think f- there's some of these things that it's on that it deserve. I mean, there, I am going to give it a win in some spot. Like I'm not throwing this game away. It is very okay. awesome. Yeah. But like that guy was like, I mean, when I read it up in game of the year, my reaction was, huh? Okay. Yeah. I was like, and Oh, good. This guy's was, Thick in the cat game? The cat game? Like, what? Oh my god, he was, yeah. People are also mad about it. because it's a shorter game. When you have behemoths like Horizon okay. West, Elden Ring, ready? that kind of ready? shit. Calypso Protocol. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's like 12 hours. People are pissed. And this guy goes, okay, Let's go look at every critically acclaimed horror game that's come out and how long it is. Most of them come at six to eight. Yeah. And these games are loved, beloved by that same community. Yeah. We are so into bloated shit right now. I, I know. fucking hate it, dude. I think it's a, a symptom of the pandemic almost because people are like, we have so much time to get into a game and just sit forever like you know what people want to buy a game and then just like play it for 40 hours you know i mean i'm literally saying play all games i was just in line to buy an xbox (laughs) but i think people will say i'm an xbox hater right yeah but i will say and i'm gonna give it a praise again right now xbox game pass is that solution though because that's that's why people want bloated games is because we don't they don't want to buy Yes. 30 games in a year because that's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm one of those people. I bought Overwatch and I played that game for six yeah. years and that was about it. <laughs> See, I'm the guy that wants to buy 30, 40 games in a year and play yeah. all of those fucking games. I don't want I don't want to live in a game for too long. I mean, yeah, there's games that can be that long that feel good. Sure. I mean, I had fun with Overwatch for three years. Yeah. I had a fine time with that game. And I played it a lot. But like Assassin's Creed, it took me like a year to the day to beat it. I was like, that was a long time. That was too long. That was too much. So Stray Stray was perfect. You can't extend that story much more than it went. Yeah. That story did exactly what it needed to do and felt good. Yeah. Got in, got out. That's a solid game. I'm with you there. But let's go ahead and get into some of these nominations and stuff yeah so let's start in reverse order so we end with the big guns here okay new category fucking category awesome are you ready yes this is best adaptation so this is for recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts (laughs) a game to another entertainment medium yes because a tv show it's not the same as a game. You cannot get that same vibe, but can right. you translate it, right? Yeah. So, here we go. Here we go. I think I think I know where you're going. Do you want to do a want to win first and then a will win? I mean, yeah, sure, we can. Okay. 
So for me. Uh, well, now you're going to change it up on me, though. Why? Because I was just going to pick like one thing. But like if I'm going to say what will win, it's going to be different than what I want to win for sure. Oh, OK. OK, well, so it's Arcane, the Netflix show, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, the Netflix show, the Cuphead show, the Netflix show. <laughs> Netflix <laughs> is going game heavy. God. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and a nameless final entry. Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know why they threw that in there because it's a big name and they were like it's the only thing we got we gotta have five and i guess fucking ugh. all right you know what i want to win what do you want to win sonic the hedgehog yeah fucking sonic the hedgehog he is awesome that movie was dope i want arcane to win okay because it was just so pretty well guess what what that's what i think will win really that show was a lot. Yeah. Nobody was talking about the Sonic movie the way people talked about Arcane. And Edge Runners was good enough to make people want to play that game again. That's why I think Edge Runners will win this. <laughs> but like, people weren't talking about the show. They, they were like, that made me want to play the game, which to me says it's not good enough in that medium. I think Arcane might be better for the medium that it went to. It was a really gorgeous show. I need to still finish it. I stopped watching it. I was about it. to say, you haven't even finished it. Yeah. I haven't even started it. So, because yeah. <laughs> I was going to watch both of those two shows while Taylor was in California. And mm. I did something totally different instead. <laughs> I kind the Cuphead of, show was interesting. Yeah, I kind of want that one to win. I I don't have any familiarity with the source material or the show. So, I'm completely out of the loop on I that mean, one but it seems cool i just like the aesthetic of cuphead it's so much different though and that's why i think it's it it's not authentically pulling it to a different medium yeah they're like we're gonna pull those characters but give them a vibe that works for this medium but it's really not related to what cuphead is mm. so i think nah and uncharted just fucking blows dude fuck yeah. hate that movie god damn it I actually told Taylor the other day, I will never own it. I will never view it again. You will never I, own that movie. <laughs> I will never own that movie. I don't I don't agree. Remember, I'm starting to put my wallet yeah. where my butt is or whatever. <laughs> wallet where my butt is. <laughs> so, okay. Interesting. But yeah, I totally think Arcane takes that. Now, most anticipated game. What do you think? I think that... So, here's the games upcoming that people should be excited for. Yeah, so, okay. So, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. And we've got <sighs> Final Fantasy Roman numeral... Uh, 16. <laughs> 16. <laughs> I only know because that's the one coming out. Okay. Uh, so, we got that one. We got Hogwarts Legacy. We got Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda The Queen is Dead. I'm not even going to bat an eye. That is exactly what the name should have been. No. Um, I don't have a want to know, win for this one. You know, from your, like, from the synopsis of what it is, mm -hmm. only one of these should win. Okay. Well, two of them, maybe. Okay. I think that people have been talking about Starfield for so fucking long. If this one doesn't win, I will be shocked. Okay. That is what I think should win. Okay. Because... This thing just said to push the gaming medium forward. Okay. Tears of the Kingdom, that Zelda game is going to be the same thing. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 is going to be a pretty version of the same fucking game. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy is going to be a pretty version of 
wizardry stuff that's going to be awesome, but it's just going to be a good Harry Potter game. Now, Final Fantasy 16, I also think could be something, but I don't play MMOs to know what it's going to change for that genre of game. So I, I can't really pick it because I don't understand it enough, you know? Okay. But Starfield sounds like it is like a whole, it, it's literally pushing the way No Man's Sky was like supposed to. Yes. So that has to win. Like that, that it's has got to win. To, right? Like, I, it but should. it won't. But it what won't. What do you think is going to win? Most anticipated? It's yeah. Zelda. You it's always so? Zelda. Oh, it's always Zelda. People are one track minded, man. We'll see. It's fucking Zelda. It's everybody loves Breath of the Wild so much. Yeah. It's going to win. It's between that or Resident Evil. Okay, but what would, what is your most out of those? I mean, honestly, I don't have a want to win because I don't, I'm not looking forward to any of these games. <laughs> Dude, mine's Hogwarts, man. I know that you guys are all into the Hogwarts legacy and like, I want to care about it, but I just, I feel Dude. so far removed from Harry Potter these days. I don't know. I guess the idea is, have you ever played a game where magic felt good? That wasn't Ugh. just like Skyrim shooting a fireball or something like that. Yeah. Like this game takes what like all those other Harry Potter games like went for and it looks uh-huh. like it's going to do it finally. It's kind of like what Legends Arceus was to the minds of a young Pokemon player. Like we wanted an open world. Yeah. This game wasn't great, but it gave us a taste of what we finally dreamed of. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 is not going to give me what I've dreamed of. Like it's going to be Resident Evil 4. Mine is Hogwarts Legacy. Like that's my personal what I'm most looking forward to. I would be lying if I didn't say I was interested. Like, I'm definitely going to follow this game when it comes out to see if I want to play it. Yeah, but it's in no way pushing the gaming medium as a whole forward. It's just a cool wizard game. And that's all I'm... (laughs) That's what I'm anticipating. Yeah. But But for this category with that, it's Starfield, man. Yeah. All right. Then we go to best RPG. All right. This one is... For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Yeah. So we've got Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, Xenoblade Chronicles, Trace. So I really only Hmm. have heard the world talk about Elden Ring and Pokemon, and I wasn't gonna have a hard time with this until you started talking about pokemon just now because that was what everyone wanted pokemon to always be but this is for with rich player character customization there is like Mm. very little in that game and Elden ring is entirely about outfits and weapons and shit yeah like i honestly if Elden ring doesn't win just fucking everything i'm gonna be shocked (laughs) so so here's my thing. I'm going to go want to win Xenoblade Chronicles because I have heard it seems like an underdog. Okay. But what will win? Come on. Let's let's not be stupid here. <laughs> Elden Ring. Yeah. It just, it seems that's, <clears throat> it's, that's what's going to happen, right? Like. Now here's, here's, here's my funny tidbit for this. Okay. Elden Ring was nominated seven times, seven Jesus. categories. This is the only one I'm, I am going to give it a pick with. Really? It's fine. It's, I mean, it's a Dark Souls game. It's, it's fine. It sucked you in <laughs> for months. To beat it and be like, why do you guys love it? But like, 
the things that it's up for are not the things that drew me in. Okay. I'm and yeah, so best RPG, I would give it that. For for that classification, yes. But for everything else, we'll get there. All right. All right, so now we got best action adventure game, yeah. which is for the best action adventure game. <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> Combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. All right. All right. Man, we've got a Plague Tale Requiem. Which is to me one of the most underdog things I've ever heard of. I never pictured this game to be anything. This game got five nominations in the game awards. I'm very surprised. What? It came out of nowhere. Like now, does I, that mean it's that good? I don't or it's that lean a year? <laughs> I have no idea. People I didn't hear much about this game until the game awards. Okay. So we got Plague Tale, Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Yes. Okay. I need to look up Tunic because... Hey, you're okay, a little, little Fox, Fox Legend of Zelda game. Ah. I want to play that game so fucking bad. It's so cute. It does look cute. And here's my other thing. Horizon Forbidden West ties Elden Ring with seven nominations. Yeah. I'm not giving it anything, man. <laughs> I, d I don't think the people liked it enough. They were so mad that Alloy's stupid, ugly, fat well, face was there. <laughs> I think... I think it does everything well, but it does nothing exceptional. You know I have I'm seen... Okay, so I, I didn't think anything about this game because I, I'm not, like, into the Horizon series, but watching... Me either, really, but... We got tagged in a clip on Twitter about watching the gameplay. There was a scene where she's, like, swimming next to some cliffs in the ocean, and the sun is setting, and the waves are cresting, and you can see the fucking sun come through and like shine on kelp in the water. And I was like, holy shit. Like I have See, not seen a game do that yet. Then why don't we have like a best tech category? Because I, wish, I would man. hands down give it best tech out of every game this year. Yes. Uh, Jeff Keighley. Best on, tech. Jeff. Like, come on. Like, like we're giving all these other things, but like there has to be a best technical kind of thing like come on that, that that just makes fucking sense if we can we talk listen, about the sonic Jeff. movie jesus man why am i not hired with you come on <laughs> i'm sending you this clip jeff Keeley. but yeah that's the ones want to win well i'm just gonna go want and will it's got war baby yeah i of course i want stray to pick up as many noms as it can but it's not going to win this one it didn't really have combat i think god of war yeah. has all of these things Combat, traversal, puzzle solving. That's that's God of War. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the lifeblood, so there we go. Alright, next one. I'm excited for this one. Okay. We got best debut indie game. This is the best debut game created by a new independent studio. So these people have done nothing before this. Yeah. You walk into this first. And this is wild to me because there's some hard hitters in this category. So we start with Neon White. We have Norco. Stray, we got Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. So, oh man, okay. I I keep picking Stray as want to win. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want Stray to win this one because I have watched Richard obsess over a game for the last several months. This is the first game in a very long time that he has one hundred percented. Okay, he made time in his day. He was like, I need to go hundred percent this game. I'm sorry. I have to go. <laughs> okay. He's been playing Vampire Survivors obsessively. And it, okay. it's a cool looking game. It's not my style game. There's a lot of shit yeah. happening on screen. It looks 
like a bad time to me, but he is so into it and all of his friends are into it. It looks, I think this one has a really decent shot. You know what? Want and will I'm combining. Okay. Stray, man. You think Stray's going to win this one? I really want it to as well because Neon White is a card-based fighter thing. Okay. So it's like, yeah, we know what that is. I don't really know what Norco is. Tunic is the Legend of Zelda. To me, that's what I was saying, dude. Like, Stray is a game about a fucking cat. What a weird thing to step in the ring with. <laughs> and then for people to latch onto it the way they did, like, that means they did it well enough. It's the first thing they did. To say that they, the first game they ever made was solely about a cat and people loved it, that's big and I think they deserve it. Yeah. I think they deserve it, man. So the only reason I'm not voting Stray for this is because of the next category, <laughs> which is just best indie game. Yeah. In which we have a lot of overlap. So best indie game is outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. And we've got, again, some hard hitters on this one. We got Cult of the Lamb, which was huge. We have Neon White, which was in best debut. We have Tunic, which was also in best debut. Sifu, which I don't know what this one is. S-I-F-U. You are like like a kung fu guy, and every time you die, you get older. Okay. And so your skills increase, and so you're trying to beat the game before you've died enough that you've aged until you like literally die. <laughs> okay. Um, so you so you kind of have to beat the game in one go. Oh shit! All right. Uh, but last game in this category is Stray, and I think it is going to win this one. Okay. I think Neon White wins this one. Really. I'm not going to call it the best debut game because it's not the most like original for what it is. That's why I like Stray for best debut that like you were bold enough to go. This is what we're going to bank our first game ever on mm, a cat yeah. game. But Neon White was so like of a good game. I think that's the best like indie game. Okay. But I think Stray should be given the props for like you guys kind of did good on that first game. No, it didn't, like, wow the world, but it did wow the world. It did. Neon White's not up for fucking Game of the Year. So. True. To me, Stray might mean more, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going Neon White for just, like, as a game as a whole. Okay. And then Want. Oh, Want, dude. Uh, Cult of the Lamb, because funny. Love it. <laughs> I do kind of want Cult of the Lamb to win because, I mean, it just looked cute. Yeah. All right. So now we get to our... One of our near and dear to our heart categories this yes. is Games for Impact, which is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. And as we've discussed beforehand, we don't know any of these fucking games. <laughs> we know one of these games. We actually streamed one of these games for once. Yeah, but like, that's it. Yeah. We know the, the, like the one thing. So we have A Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Ending, Extinction is Forever, hindsight and i was a teenage exocolonist <laughs> i want that one to win based on name alone like that's kind of where i'm at as far as will win though like i, I don't fucking know i know i feel weird voting for anything in this category because i mean we played as dust balls and i liked it but i don't know if it's a game for impact like what's the message that we're supposed to take away from it i have mine what will win i like hindsight okay because you're a lady, like, looking back on her life and reliving the memories of the things that you've done. And you're picking apart, like, what could have been done different? How could that have changed? Mm. And, like, it's just, like, looking back on life. And people do that all the time. 
Like, we yeah. always reanalyze shit. And maybe the message is, don't do that. Life is going to happen. Live it. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I've, I I haven't played it. <sighs> so I'm going to go with that one. I am going to go with ending Extinction is Forever, just based on the hardcore nature of that name alone. <clears throat> yeah, it's you and, like, you, you're like a fox mama with, like, a bunch of fox babies. And I think if you lose them, like, they're gone. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Or something. Yeah, I don't want to. No. No dead that. foxes for me. <laughs> All right. Then we go Abyss Performance. So, of course, this is just awarded to an individual for voiceover, a- acting, motion, and or performance capture stuff. I hate this category this year <laughs> because there's two people from God of War Ragnarok in it. And if either one wins, I'm mad that the other didn't win. So I almost would feel better if neither of them won. <laughs> I guess. But, so we've got Ashley Birch, who is Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. Man and Gage for Immortality, which I don't know what that is. Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. Charlotte McBurney in A Plague Tale Requiem. I'm guessing she's the older sister. And then, man, I can never say his last name, but Sonny Soljic? Sonny Soljic? S-U-L-J-I-C. That's Atreus. In God of War Ragnarok. His little prepubescent voice. He's so cute with his little <sighs> voice cracks and shit. Like, I want him to win. So here's my thing, dude, man. Watched an interview with Christopher Judge, and he was like, you know, I made this first game with him. He was uh-huh. a child. Yeah. And then we had all this time off before we had to come back and make this one, and he came back like a little man. Aww. And he said it was literally like being in the game because now this kid that I watched be a kid now comes in with his own thoughts about the scene and how to change it and how to make the scene better and I don't really agree with how this works because my character would think this and he was his own person and it like changed his view of him as a like like a human damn it now I'm thinking I he might win but (laughs) is that the performance that's him as a work ethic as being an actor yeah like his work ethic was good Mm. And he had personal growth as a real human boy. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to give it to Kratos, man. I, I You want Kratos to win or you think he's going to win? Because <laughs> I kind of, I'm leaning toward I think he's going to win just after watching some of the gameplay. I mean, like the really cutscenes. <laughs> he brought a new level of emotion to a man that I didn't You're right. care for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I I just don't know any of the other performances, so I'm basing my vote off of only having seen God of War in this category. But yeah, I think I think he did a good enough job to deserve an award for it. I'm pretty sure like Nolan North never even won for any Nathan Drake stuff. Like I don't even think having like a big game can even warrant like you gotta literally have just brought it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he brought it, man. Christopher Judge knocked it out, man. It was very good. Uh, best score in music, which did you listen to any? Because I no. did not listen to any. <laughs> I know some of them, but this is for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, or the licensed soundtrack, which is why we picked Death Stranding that year, because Hideo Kojima just picks good iTunes music, you know? Okay. Well, you're just good at that. I don't think there's any of that really here this time. This is all like the scores for these games have to be taken into account. Yeah. 
And again, the only one I have a reference for at this point, God of War Ragnarok. So people like lose their shit about Elden Ring music. Really? Like I've been watching some some stuff with people saying like, oh, God of War, game of the year, hands down. But that Elden Ring soundtrack, though, and people always seem to hold that soundtrack up like a little bit higher. Okay. I've platinumed in 100% both games. Goddamn. Right? That God of War music be the shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm list- I'm pulling up Elden Ring right now just to kind of hear, because I don't even know the main theme for Elden Ring. The main theme is the only song that I can remember. It's pretty nice. Are you nice. listening to the, to the main theme? Yeah. Oh, those fucking violins. Holy shit. That's actually an epic yeah, song. Like, yeah. Yeah, the drums back there are really yeah, nice, dude. That's super good. No, it's very solid. Okay. Well, like, super solid. But I will raise you. Go God of War Ragnarok theme, right? Uh huh. Should be the first one. It's by Sony Soundtrack Vivo, right? Okay. Okay. But Hozier did this? Huh? Hozier did this song? No, Bear McCreary did this song. And Hozier. What are you talking about? According to Sony Soundtrack's Vivo. Where? It's in the title of the YouTube. It says Hozier and Bear McCreary. I do not see that at anywhere. Blood Upon the Snow. Oh, no. That's a totally different song. Oh, I love Hozier's voice. Blood Upon the Snow is their, uh, like, ending song oh, that they God. wrote that's, like, the only, like, song with lyrics in it. And that's how the game ends. This is a good song, though. No, yeah, that, that is a very good song. <laughs> I was like, that's not the theme. What are you talking about? <laughs> no yeah like they had like you know how like old disney movies would have like the songs that were in the movie but then they would like get big name people to like sing a random song yeah. for the ending that's how that felt to me like it <laughs> felt like that one song it's different than all the rest you know it's yeah. a good song though it's very good uh um, what song am i supposed to be looking at here <laughs> we got totally off track so god of war ragnarok main theme featuring ivor yes Okay. Okay. And I go to about like two minutes and 25 seconds. Okay. 2.25. So this is why this gets it for me, right? Because this is the old score. Ooh. But he has then mixed in Ah. the mom's theme from the old game as well. And it's entwined with it now. God damn it. I love Bear McCreary. And that song is fucking epic, man. Yeah. Okay. Let me hit you with this one, though. Go to type in God of War Ragnarok Holdra Brothers theme. Holdra Brothers. Is this uh This is the, the Brock and Sindri theme. Mm-hmm. Why does this song fucking slap the way that it does? <laughs> like I hate like okay, so I listened to this whole soundtrack one day just to kind of see how it was, right? Yeah. This song made me stop and, like, listen. This is fucking hurdy-gurdy shit in there. Hell yeah. Oh, that's the soft part. Of course Bear doesn't leave it leave it soft, right? Okay. He makes it hard. <laughs> <laughs> that might be here at 240. Oh, yeah. It fucking, like, picks up. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got it. You need to go to 240. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> okay. With the fucking, like, the choir. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm i going to vote for Elden Ring on this one. 
God of War is very good, but Elden Ring, like, it has a level of polish to it that is okay. striking to me. I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm jaded because I'm also listening to... I've heard Bear talk about how he made it, so I know the technical shit in there as well. Yeah, that is very cool. Like, Bear and McCurry does, like, little things that are just... They draw out your emotions right. in ways that you don't even realize are doing it. You ready? Yeah. Atreus's theme is Kratos's theme backwards. Uh, see? Bear loves that shit. <laughs> I know. And he apparently was like, I can't come... Like, I have to match dad's theme like i can't do that so i'm just gonna come up with something and be done he's like i'm just gonna flip it in reverse right just like missy elliott and so he thought he would just play that to him and they'd think it was just like a a fine enough track yeah and Corey barlog laughed at him and said you think this is like like a small track this might top his like this is a great <laughs> and it's really good too oh man so it's, so it's stuff like that i'm probably jaded like i know the little little tricks inside yeah the nuance that's gonna make me think there's more work into it and there's probably a shit ton of work in the elden ring soundtrack you know yeah but i just don't know that shit so cool you take the ring i'll take god of war all right now best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation actually this is kind of like this is the best tech category, tech. i guess this is best well tech. shit Damn it. Well, fuck. I I wasn't going to give it to Horizon. No, I wasn't either. And I wasn't going to give it to God of War. I was not giving that to God of War. So this, there's a lot of... All these games deserve to win, honestly. So we have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. I was going to go for Scorn off of just, like, design alone. Yeah, because that game is... Striking? Disgusting. Yeah. But now it says technical achievement, and you just sold me on the cresting waves, man back shit <laughs> i'm going horizon man i might have sold myself on it um but want to win i want scorn to win i think i want scorn to win as well i think i th- god damn it back who do i want who do i think is gonna win this one so i mean horizon did the best work with light i've ever seen in a video game that's what i'm saying man you sold me with that Be- because that said technical like that yeah but Elden Ring had such lore behind their direction, you know? Like, they have a whole... They've built an entire world. It's like an artistic yeah. achievement that they've done. So, ugh, Elden Ring feels very much like a PS4 game to me, though. Which is why God of War loses, too. There's nothing fancy about God of War. Yeah. And as I discuss in review with Scale, no. I don't want to pick the exact same as you, but I, I might have to just say Horizon You fucking sold me, man. <laughs> I'm buying what you're dropping. <laughs> you brought that to the table. Because, I mean, we were talking, I think, in pre-ramble about this. Like, this game, you just want to sit in it. Like, Yeah, I just want to look at it. Yeah. Is that not what art direction means? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to sit and look at... I mean, Elden Ring's, like, kind of an ugly game. Which Scorn is an ugly game, you know. Yeah, but they're but there's a beauty ugly to that artistically. <laughs> exactly, like sometimes that is great because I was just thinking of some parts of Elden Ring and being like, "That Vista was dope, though." Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> but like I said, it looks very PS4. It's not at all like a next level kind of look. And now yeah. that I I read technical in there, Horizon Man. Yeah, I think Horizon deserves it. Hands down. 
beautiful peach fuzz on Ilu's face. Now, here's where I think we start getting real divisive with people. <laughs> yes. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Look, guys, I'm, 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 I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. Okay. Okay. Elden Ring has a lot of lore, man. Mm-hmm. That's not a narrative. What's the story know. at play, man? It's outstanding. And there's really not a story at play. It's about storytelling. Not exactly a story. But, I mean, it's just reading. I mean, true, you do get bits of lore from different weapon drops. So if you don't go seek out a certain weapon, that's a piece of lore you'll never receive. Yeah. They hired, so that's a unique spin on it. They hired George R.R. R. Martin to be like, make a world. I mean, the fingers are fine, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is with him and fingers. Like... That lore does not grab me at all. Because, like, I've, any game digs into lore, like, super hard. And that one's just really rich because they don't tell you any of this. So the narrative isn't really there. You're making the narrative. The narrative is what you perceive it to be based on the clues that you draw together. Okay. That's technically a narrative, but it's this game's not telling it to you. I You're just, making the narrative. I've just looked up because... We're seeing Immortality in here a couple of times. And I was like, what the hell is that game? I played that game. I did not like that game. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, I played that game. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, it's stupid. It. I think we played it wrong. The whole thing is about like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to be so cool. So I described to you a game that I played um, wherein you're a cop who you're not even a cop you're in a, a police database and you're reviewing video archives and you're like trying to yes, piece together you did a tell story. Me that game yeah that game was really fun this game is from that same guy it's a bunch of different video clips and okay. the way you navigate around in this one is senseless you control the camera and you can zoom in on random shit so like say i zoom in on a bottle of water then it's okay. going to transport me to a different scene wherein a bottle of water exists. And then we zoom out from the bottle of water and you're somewhere different. And then in that scene, you can zoom in on like an apple and then you zoom That's back out. Gameplay from another apple. though. You know, it, the thing is that like you're getting these pieces of story that are, while they're interesting in the standalone aspect, piecing them together becomes extremely difficult. And when you get stuck, the mechanics of the game are just like, well, I guess just keep zooming in on water bottles and you'll get more scenes. Yeah. And then <laughs> on accident, after yeah. 30 minutes, we found the ending. And I was like, is, is that it? <laughs> like we saw. Well, I was just about crime? to say from a narrative standpoint, it stands to reason that this is pretty bad. If the first Google searches does immortality have an ending? Yeah. <laughs> That would tell me nobody even knows if your story concludes. Right. That's a bad narrative. Yeah, it's not good. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, interesting. Because, yeah, it's on here like twice or three times or something. And I'm like, it's I don't know what that is. One of the year's highest rated games. And as a person who loves mystery and who loves innovative gameplay, this one bounced right off of me. Yeah. Best narrative, my ass. You know what? I'm going to be pissed if it wins. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think i'm going god of war because it brought you to tears <laughs> several I mean, times over kind of, i think because i'm trying to think from like uh the people that are gonna vote on all this shit mm -hmm. a 
lot of people have kids. Mm. A lot of people can relate to this and they're going to go, well, that's a narrative that anyone can get behind. And they're going to go I for guess it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's other why I think it's bad it by will. any stretch of the mind. It is a really good story. I just think that the depth and breadth of Elden Ring are just, it went. But like, is it though? They built an entire world. <laughs> like that's, that's a narrative if I've ever heard one. But God of War takes pre-existing narrative and flips the script on you. So even if you know the narrative, you can't guess where the game will go. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't That's deserve to too. win. I mean, it's it's a good solid game. I just think that Elden Ring will beat it out for this category. I know that Elden Ring will definitely win more than one thing that I have picked it for. But I will not pick it for this either. Okay. Like, no. And even want, I don't know, man. I just think God of War will I want Immortality to win just so I can be angry. Elden Ring is such a gameplay game. Like, you don't play it for the story. There's no story to grab. You have to, like, do that outside of the game. Mm. So how is that really a narrative for the game? I'm betting you know? a Plague Tale Requiem is going to win and just confuse the you both of us. You know what? It probably will. <laughs> like, for how many times that's up and we didn't give it one thing? I know. It's up so many. Five times. I mean, we at least gave Stray and now Horizon their due. Yeah. You've given Elden Ring their fair share. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still going God of War because Plague Tale's like, did any of the Life is Strange games ever win this? Because it's a very Life is Strange kind of story. I'm not sure. Uh, it always won like games for change and stuff. Mm. Okay. I'm sticking with that one. So now we come to the tip top. Let's run this out here. Game, game of, of the, the year. year. Now, before we hit game of the year... Nominations. God of War was in here 10 fucking times. Yes. But that's also false because it was in Best Performance twice. Well. But I mean, I guess it counts. It's still 10 noms. Elden Ring was seven at the second place spot. So I mean. Tied with Horizon Forbidden West. God of War was pretty high up above. Yeah. When you look at studios, Sony had 20 nominations. Which is nuts. As a publisher. Annapurna was second with 11, almost half the number of nominations. Yeah. Tied with Nintendo. Isn't that fucking crazy, though? That's nuts. But, I mean, for Game of the Year, three of them are Sony games. Yeah, I mean, it makes... Because Stray's a Sony game. It makes sense because Sony leans toward wanting their video games to read more like movies than vi- than video games, I think. Like, yeah. they pull for story. No, that's true. Yeah. So, I'm not shocked by it. Like, that is a, that is a lot. It's a big number, but it makes sense. So, Game of the Year... We got a Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles. You f- fucked up my mind. <laughs> I was like really ready for God of War. And now I'm like, maybe Elden Ring should win it. I don't know. I'm conflicted on this one. So the description for this one, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Okay. We have to keep that in mind. So. Okay. I I so badly. I, I was thinking all of today that Elden Ring should win game of the year. Because it is, by and large, Elden Ring is to 2022 what Animal Crossing New Horizons was to 2020. Yeah. I, but that's like a zeitgeist thing. Yes. It doesn't mean... That's that's favorite versus hits hits all the marks, though. Exactly. So now yeah. I'm confusing myself and I'm like, maybe. But because of that, I told you 
first half of God of War, I was like, oh, Elden Ring's game of the year, man. Like, this is just a standard old God of War game. <laughs> Elden Ring has it in the bag. I played that game, too. When I beat Ragnarok, I was like, Ragnarok wins. Yeah. I think... Oh, fuck. But... I can live with it being just because the narrative was so good, and I just let that have narrative and go... But as, like, a game, <laughs> Elden Ring was good. Like... The game was good, man. Yeah, I I think I my my only the only thing that's drawing me back is the recency bias because God of War Ragnarok is so fresh in everyone's mind. It just dropped and it was groundbreaking. Yeah. Like everyone has been waiting for this. It is this like the stone, the end stone, the end cap to the capstone. Okay. That's the word. It is the capstone to this whole series. It is the fruition of fifteen years of gameplay. Like, I have ah. my answer. I definitively have my answer. Okay. <laughs> Who's going first? Uh, I will go first. I'm going to give it to Plague Tale Requiem. <laughs> no, it's it's truly between God of War and Elden Ring for me. I do you want me to go first? I guess it's Elden Ring. You think so? You kind of said so right here. The absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields, right? Mm -hmm. God of War's phenomenal. I do think they rushed it out to try to make sure it hit this year. Because mm. there are some bugs in it. Are wow. they game shattering? Absolutely not. But there is a technical precision that Elden Ring has. And I remember watching TikToks back when it first came out that they were like, Look at the hitboxes on this thing. And they would show people doing, like, dodges and stuff and how, like, near perfect of a miss from somebody's hand or a sword that they would miss their character and it wouldn't register as a hit and stuff. Yeah. The game is so technically precise on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Elden Ring. It is Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring deserves Game of the Year. And I want it to I win. I think it does. I... Of course, don't want it to win, <laughs> but it definitely now again, I never played any of the other Dark Souls games. Yeah. If this is so much of the same, why is this one so much better? You know what I'm saying? Explain that. Explain that. Explain that. I, uh, I, uh, I feel like I'm going to regret this. I'm going to say God of War Ragnarok wins game of the year. I know it will. <laughs> and I and I think it's because of what you said. I think it's because of what you said. We're gonna we're gonna give it to the favorite. We're gonna give it to the legacy. Yeah. We're we're gonna give it to the top nominated because when it's a popular vote like this, Ismail, because you proved it last year. Uh -huh. If you pick whoever's nominated number one all the way down the list, you'll win the bet. <laughs> but because of just what you said and really thinking about that category, meaning it should be Elden Ring. It should be. It should be. You can like, well, I mean, you can do that in Elden Ring. I was going to say, you can like cheese some stuff out of it. But Elden Ring is built upon cheesing bosses. That's how I beat half the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, thus ends our nominations. Yeah. We are going to be announcing, I, I mean... There's no real stake to this, unless you guys come up with something awesome that we decide we're going to commit to. But yeah, right now, this is just for funsies. 
So, yeah, you guys are listening to this on the 5th, and in three days, they will be having the winners on TV. Yes. You can watch it. Yeah, we'll tell you guys on the 12th which one of us won the bet. Okay. The bet yeah. for nothing. So, I don't even know that, that it's a bet, but just see who can pick the best. Who's the best picker? It's always everybody else. I'm bad at picking things. Because <laughs> I think too hard. I feel like I thought but myself into a corner this year. I feel like my some of my picks are going to come back and bite me in the ass, but we'll see. See, I went... We even did want and will, and I feel like I still went with my want most of the time for, like, the categories that I really cared about. Yeah. Because I probably should have picked God of War for a couple more things <laughs> and Elden Ring for a couple more things. Like, that's the top two, and I didn't pick them for quite everything. So, I don't know. But, yes, that's the Game Awards. It's in the bag. And I guess with that, let's get out of here. Yeah. Are you ready to piece together this narrative from every water bottle on the planet? God, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm still <laughs> mad at that game. <laughs> if y'all love this episode, please tell a friend about us because word of mouth is the best way we can get the good yum open to brand new ears. We release weekly every single Monday. You're going to hear us every single Monday now through the end of time. And that includes the end of this year. If you want to talk to us, well, you can probably catch us on Hive, honestly, because we actually do have a Hive account now. Yeah. I don't know what's happening on Twitter these days. I... Well, Twitter 2.0 happened and didn't happen at the same time. I know. Like, it was his plan for it. I just don't... Didn't even happen, like you said. I think I get Twitter it. is going to be more of, like... The end of Twitter is going to be kind of like the end of the pandemic, you know? Like, it's still kind of going on. No one's really talking about yeah. it, but it's happening. Hit us up on Hive. I've been pretty active on there for us. Um, I can't get into it half the time when i turn it on it just kind of loads forever and yeah. never goes anywhere it's kind of a buggy app right now but <laughs> yeah. i feel like it could go somewhere so i mean we're still on twitter Hopefully. too if you need to find us we're we're there send us a tweet but hey if you're in the know you can hit us up on that secret discord that's where the patrons live that's what they do they hit us up all the time and we love it it's perfect it's beautiful they make me so happy i love you patrons god damn it let us know your picks for the Game Awards, whether you're in our Patreon or just a regular old Joe. Um, I want to hear what your thoughts are. I want to hear if you think Elden Ring deserves to win everything. Did it deserve all the nominations? Do you think God of War is going to sweep? Do you think Stray is going to win all six noms? Could it be? The Undercat comes in for the win. <laughs> and our theme song is The Groomy Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. You know what? Go vote on him to win Game of the Year. Soundtrack it. of the Year person of the year he's awesome and as always thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question what's your favorite scene of gontra <laughs>